I was at a meeting recently and presented with a very interesting question. Why do we need affinity entrepreneurship groups when we're sharing content or we're sharing information that's going to help all entrepreneurs, regardless of their background, regardless of their identity? I've heard this question many times and in many different variations. People wondering, well, why do you need to have women entrepreneurship programming? Or why are we having events specifically for black or brown entrepreneurs? Now, to be fair, when you're learning some of the basics around entrepreneurship or even some of the things to grow your business, there are universal themes. When you're learning how to figure out your break-even analysis, for example, that's something that all entrepreneurs need to know how to do. Or if you're learning how to identify your target client or your customer buying journey, I agree, that too is a universal theme. But I do think there is a need for very specific spaces and places where affinity groups can gather around these universal entrepreneurship topics. These are spaces that are not nice to have, these are needs to have, because we need an opportunity to have safe space conversation from the lens of how these identities view the world. It's not just about having a general discussion about the information. I personally think that these spaces hold the key for many to really see growth in their businesses. So let me give you two examples of what I'm referencing about why these spaces and why these types of groups where individuals around certain identities are so important for them to gather and have discussions. Years ago, I remember hosting a group coaching call when this idea first came to my mind. One of the attendees asked if she could share an experience after a recent sales call. Um, She wanted to know how to better handle the objections, and she thought that after this tough sales call, she needed a space to unpack what happened. So she started sharing the specifics of what happened. The prospect wanted to hire her, but it really wasn't a good fit from the initial part of the call. And as they kept exploring more about the services that the prospect wanted, she started feeling this sense of needing to say no but she couldn't exactly put her finger on why she wanted to say no. She definitely wanted the business and he was willing to pay the price for her services, but there were a lot of red flags that kept showing up. There was this sense that he was going to be in the power position and he was gonna continue to be in this power position instead of it being a win-win relationship. She was able to tell the prospect no, but she left the conversation confused about what she should do in the future when these moments show up and she couldn't get real clarity about what was going on. So here's what I know was happening during this time. I've seen this many times myself as a black woman. And listen, I can identify as being short, I can identify as being black or African-American and as being a woman in this country. But I also know that my experiences, as much as people might think that sometimes that they're an anomaly, they're not because I've had these conversations again and again with black women, sometimes black women that I hardly know, and they'll finish the story for me before I can. Why? Because we often experience these same moments. It's a moment where this is so much more than it just being a black or white thing. It's a moment where you're experiencing power and privilege in the midst of entrepreneurship, and you have to figure out how to navigate it on the spot you have to figure out how to operate in a way where you're not going to deal with the uncomfortableness of power and privilege as an entrepreneur, but you need the money for your business and you don't know 
how to be able to figure out how to position those conversations. It's a really, really complicated space sometimes to be in. It shows up in the initial stages when you're growing your business. It shows up as you're even growing your business and dealing with larger and larger contracts. And it's not just about learning a specific strategy on this is how you deal with an objection when this shows up, or this is how you present your value so that the client doesn't give you the objection or doesn't say no to the services. It's about navigating those unspoken spaces around these universal themes. How do you deal with this in a way that's gonna position your business for success and also not leaving you depleted? Well, that day within our group, we had a deep conversation about this topic. We gave her space to be able to share her thoughts and share her ideas and no one was sympathizing or just saying, oh, now, now, dear, that type of thing. We listened to her very clearly as independently as we possibly could. People on the call were willing to challenge things if they thought that maybe there was a different way that she could have handled it or thought about it. But at the same time, we also gave her the opportunity to really be able to show up and see the value and see the experience for herself. You know, far too often these moments are just blown over or they're seen as just one-time examples or really you just don't have a space to go to where others share your identity or they share similar values to you and you get to unpack exactly what happened. Was I crazy in that moment or did something really, really, really happen? And so I'm going to share, I think that these safe spaces are so critical. Having the place where you're not being judged, where you feel psychologically safe to share an experience and where you get to be able to see some of the ideas about entrepreneurship and talk about the universal themes, but you talk about it from your lens. You talk about it from your perspective and how you view and you're viewed in the world And no one is going to judge you for the way and the choices that you make around it. I think this is so critical for underestimated entrepreneurs to have this moment, to have these experiences, because then this puts you in the driver's seat of choosing what happens as you move forward. But far too often, we're just inundated with information, we're inundated with content, and it's always coming from the same perspective. And I want to be clear. There's a lot of universal themes from those perspectives that are very important. I don't want to discount for a minute the value of everyone getting content that's going to help entrepreneurs universally, but I do think we need spaces and places where we can come to, where we can meet at together and be able to really share openly what's happening from the perspective and the way and the decision-making, the cultural context that you come from. And that's not universal. There are definitely affinity groups and there's definitely smaller groups where you need to be able to have those types of conversations and make better decisions about how to move forward in your business. I'll give you a second example of where I've seen this show up as well. I had a speaker come into one of my classes to lead a session on market research. And let me tell you, this guest speaker, she was amazing. She gave out so many links and tools and references on how to do a deep dive on your industry and how to be able to analyze the competitors that your um, customers are going to think about. Like, how do you view your competitive landscape? 
She helped people get specific numbers on their demographics. So in this geographic area I live in, you know, X number of people who identify as this, who have this educational level, this income level are in this area. Things that you often don't even think you could even ask the questions about. And she was sharing with us the spaces and places of where you could get answers around this information. It's something that, you know, we know large companies have access to, but the idea that a smaller business would be able to access this information, it was mind boggling. I will be the first to say that this class was an information overload to say the least. After the speaker left, I purposely wanted to give the group some time to be able to unpack the information that they had learned. Now, on the surface level, this might seem like I was just being a good facilitator. I asked the participants if they would share a few action steps that they were going to take after hearing this information because it was a lot of information. And yeah, I, you know, I do try very hard to be a good facilitator and allow people to ask questions about things that they're learning and let them put together now their own ideas, right? You got the content, you got the information, but now how do you make it yours? How do you own it? It's not my job to do rote lecturing. It's my job to help you use the content and the information so that you can use this to grow your own business. But if I'm really honest, there was another reason why I decided to take a pause. You see, the group that I was leading was a group of black women, women who were either starting businesses or already had businesses, and I wanted to do something very specific after having that presentation. I wanted them to have the moment of being able to step back and really own what they had learned and really put themselves in the seat of being market research champions. Now, this might seem very, okay, so you ask them some questions about what they learned and how they were gonna integrate it. That's great, Maya, like, doesn't everyone need that? Yeah, but it's a little bit different here. What I'm referencing is the fact that very often in spaces around entrepreneurship, women and definitely black women's voices are not valued. So I know for a fact, I've experienced this myself. I can go into this most amazing event and get this incredibly awesome content and information. I'll take the greatest notes in the world. I'll write everything down. Okay, make sure I check this and I check that. And I dare not raise my hand to ask a question because I won't be seen. It's very, very, very subtle of how it will show up. Or I'm asking a question and because I haven't been in these spaces or in these types of rooms before, you know, they're only really scratching at the surface answer of the question that I'm really getting to and kind of dismissing some of the other themes or ideas that are underneath that question. Well, I know this as someone that has led different type of affinity groups around the topic of entrepreneurship. I've led groups of women. I've led groups of black women. I've led groups of black and brown women. I understand the nuances in just those three examples of how universal themes will show up. And I know it's critical when I'm in certain groups that I have to go out of my way to step back and let the group and let individuals in the group start to ask their own questions, get the opportunity to use their own voice, get the moment to fail publicly because they're often not allowed to be able to do that and do it without judgment and do it without someone wagging their finger at what they should have known or should have done. But 
knowing that in this safe space, that little blip of a failure is going to lead to something amazing that's going to come out on the other side. I know it's also so critical because that subtlety about certain groups' voices being valued, oh, it's glossed over all the time. The idea is, is, well, you have the content, you have the information, shouldn't you just be able to leapfrog and figure this thing out? And really, no. I need to take time to step back and really think through this and figure out how I'm going to apply it within my own business. And sometimes it's so much, I don't even know the question to ask. Okay, then let's take five minutes and let you pause and think through to be able to ask the question. Because that could be the very thing that's going to give you the information that you need. It's going to give you the clues and the cues that you need to leapfrog to go to the next level within your business. But far too often when we're dealing with these universal topics and you're dealing with groups that are taking everybody's voices into account, no one's going to give time and space to that person that needs just a little bit more time to process and be clear. It's not something that says they can't keep up. It's the complete opposite. It's that far too often in those spaces, they've never been given the room to do that. They've never been given the room to use their own cultural perspective to how they naturally show up and how they naturally are going to present in order to be able to get the answers that they need. So they just fall into this conversation of, well, I'll just do it like everyone else does so I don't stick out and I'm not awkward and I'm not being asked to be kicked out of the room, but then they're not getting the real tools and the real answers that they need. I used to see this all the time. There's a networking activity that I love to do when I have women entrepreneurs um, because I've seen this activity done where I have a mixed group and then when I only have women and the instructions are very clear, you're supposed to get to as many people as possible within this short period of time and do these certain activities. And women naturally, and you know, I'm stereotyping here, not all women will do this, but by and large, when I do this activity in groups of women, and it even shows up amongst the ages, I've often been entertained about that. People often said, oh, well, it's just older women. No, 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 I've seen it in all age groups. Women naturally will tend to build relationships with the people that they are seated close to. And they'll build deep relationships, really, really deep, meaningful relationships with those individuals. Whereas is when I see a mixed group, the men in the room very often will try to get to as many people in as short a period of time as possible. And it doesn't matter age, it doesn't matter race, it doesn't matter, um, eth- you know, ethnicity or, or religion. It just, it's a tendency that you'll see, right? Well, there's pros and cons to both strategies. And I think that far too often, the lens around networking and the perspective around networking is get to as many people as possible. And that's how all the content and a lot of the ideas about how we need to build networks and build relationships and entrepreneurship are given. It's given like, get to everybody, get to everybody. And there is value to that. You do need to build constant awareness in your business and you do need to get outside of your bubble and your zone in order to be able to make sure that enough people know who you are. I mean, we see examples all the time of celebrities that the entire planet knows who they are and they're still building awareness with new people. So I don't want to discount that. But then at the same token, I also think that there is a strategy, there is a benefit of building those close, deep relationships. And that needs to be unpacked at the same time that you give the strategy of making sure you're building awareness with large groups at the same time. So this topic of being underestimated, I'll be the first to say, I don't think that I'm the expert at 
all on this. Um, this is just something that I've observed over watching hours of individuals to both facilitate and deliver content to entrepreneurs and me participating. It's themes that I've seen over the hundreds of hours of leading groups around these types of topics. And I do think in our world right now, we're starting to understand that there is value for having these affinity groups. I don't think people really understand what the value of the affinity group is though. And at least right now, I hope that the value around creating safe spaces to unpack scenarios through the lens you view the world at is seen as something very valuable. Because when you can see it through your lens, when you can see it through your identity, then you get to understand that idea about networking. Well, if you're gonna use the perspective of just building deep and small networks, how do you then work that so that you do get enough people in your awareness and knowing about your business? If that's the strategy you wanna use, go for it. But how do you do it in a way then that feels comfortable to you, but also stretches you so that you get the benefits of what that idea about building awareness broadly is going to bring to the table? And so I think it's complicated. There's not a right or a wrong way to do it. I think we need spaces where we can unpack it, safe spaces where we can make mistakes and be silly and ask dumb questions and nobody's going to judge you about it. And most importantly, safe spaces where I don't have to explain why I show up the way that I do. It's understood. A lot of the context in the conversation doesn't need someone giving a full dictionary explanation or you know, having to read through novels about why I answered the question the way that I did, why I didn't raise my hand. I didn't raise my hand because I didn't know the answer. I didn't raise my hand because of the hundred other times that I didn't raise my hand and I was ignored or the time when I did raise my hand and the answer was wrong and how you address that wrongness versus how you addressed it with someone else that fit closer to your identity that you could relate to and you could connect with better. And so I'm going to challenge we need these spaces. I'm going to challenge that underestimated entrepreneurs need to be able to unpack these ideas. And I want to offer this idea that, yes, there are definitely universal themes and content that we all need to know. But there are places and spaces that we need to be able to gather and be able to show up and feel safe, feel psychologically safe to explore what possibilities could exist and how we can grow in a way that feels authentic to who we are and how we show up in the world. I hope that this episode gave you some ideas and some thoughts and some insights. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to my newsletter because I will continue to explore this theme and help you find ways of being able to grow your business and uncover what you don't know that you don't know about growing successful businesses.